Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I am your host, Kim Thompson Pinder. And joining me in starting off 2022 strong is the wonderful, fantastic, amazingly talented Juanita Wittenratko. Welcome, my friend. Thanks, Kim. Glad to be here. New year, new us. (laughs) (laughs) And to all our listeners out there, Happy New Year. And I hope that your Christmas and and New Year's was filled with lots of family, fun, friends, peace, joy, love, all the good things that this season brings. But you know what? Sometimes this season can be hard as well. So if that's you, know that our heart felt, you know, wishes for you for 2022 is that, you know, the things that have happened in 2021, you'll be able to let go of slowly and be able to move forward. So thank you so much for being a supporter of the Author to Authority podcast in 2021. We appreciate you more than you know. Now, in the last episode of the year, Uh, We started the first of a two-part series of starting off 2022 strong. And uh, I think we got sidetracked a little bit in there, but I think it was a good kind of sidetrack. Yes, I I did feel like we were giving quality information, even (laughs) though we came at it from a bit of a tangent. (laughs) So definitely look look up that first uh, episode so that you get the first half of this show. Yeah, and actually it was the last episode. So just go back one episode if you haven't listened to that. Uh, We talked about a lot of different things, but the two main points that we wanted to cover and we did was, you know, what worked in 2021, what did not, and, you know, what are the new things that you can bring into your business in 2022? Let's continue with point number three. And point number three is what areas do you need to be more consistent in to gain momentum? Hmm. And that's one I've been thinking about a lot. I feel like sometimes my entrepreneurial ride has kind of been like this, you know, like I have really good times where I, you know, I get a lot and I get momentum going and then you know, I've put too much on my plate and then it's like, I can't get it all done. And then, you know, like a roller coaster with peaks and valleys. She was doing the, the sign, yeah, sorry. sign language for that. So <laughs> if you aren't watching the video, peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Good point there, my friend. <laughs> but it, it does. It feels like a roller coaster ride because you get, you know, you get into momentum, you get stuff done, and then you start adding things onto your plate. And there really isn't the ability to coast for as long as we think. Yes. Is 
part of it. You you need to be regaining momentum for that next hill. And I found the thing that always seems to suffer is sales. Right. You know, I put everything else on my plate but that. Now, I'm not saying that we aren't doing well as a company. We are. But if that if if there's an area that I tend to drop, that's it. And I've come to recognize that and have been working on that's one of my big areas for 2022 is that consistency. Uh, we had John Cronemeyer, he's one of our clients. Mm-hmm. He was on in 2021 or 2020. Can't remember. 2021, I thought, I think, but yeah. Carrying on. Yeah. And he was on the podcast. And one of the things he talked about was the 90 day sales cycle. So what you do now to generate leads and nurture them, you tend to see the results of 90 days later. So if you know, if you're consistently, you know, out there generating leads about three months from now, you know, you're going to see a real boost in sales. But the opposite is true. If you drop off about three months from now, you'll start to see a big drop off in your sales as well. Oh, that's not a comforting thing to hear, is it, friends? No. (laughs) But that gives you an idea of what direction to go. Like, as I was listening to you, the consistent, the idea of consistency and giving myself one area to work on and see what what the results are in 90 days is uh, helpful because then I can apply it, put it in my calendar. Again, this is a way of measuring and that is uh, what's going to end up giving you results. And if you don't measure, you're not going to know what it was that gave you those results. I mean, you'll have an idea of some of the things, Yes. But if you're intentional about it, you can really track your numbers. You can track it. You can fine tune things faster, knowing what what was really helpful and what appeared helpful, but was actually just a distraction. Yeah. About, I don't know, a week or two ago now, just before Christmas, I attended um, Pod Podapalooza. It's hard to say. (laughs) Anyway, it was a one-day podcast um, conference. And they had speakers there and lots of training and teaching. But one of the things you could do as a podcast host is sign up to do interviews that day with experts. And I was able to do three or four interviews. And so at the end of the month, I actually have two... uh, um, Darn. And no, I'm not paying you money for this. Oh. <laughs> so we need to give you a puzzling there. We need to give me a puzzling look. Back when I was a teenager, there were certain not nice words that I used to say. And I see sentence enhancers. <laughs> and I needed to get rid of them out of my vocabulary. So Juanita made me a deal. She heard me saying those words. I had to pay her 25 cents and you know. 25 cents now, well, that's nothing. But, you know, back when we were teenagers and minimum wage was $2 an hour. That was good money. That was good candy buying money, my friends. And I, and jerk that I am, I would be like, look at this candy, Kim. Would you like some? I bought it with the money that you gave me. Thank 
you. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I hate it. Needless to say, <laughs> I got sick of paying her very fast <laughs> and cleaned up my money, my mouth. So <laughs> her money stayed in her pocket instead of going to mine. <laughs> I think that uh, the psychological word for that would be like, uh, oh, dude, bing, bing, second mic. I believe. Are you going to start paying me money now? <laughs> I don't think so. This is. <laughs> you want a quarter? <laughs> no, no, no. It's inflation now. Uh oh, uh oh. Nope. I don't think that's a good idea. I was going to say it's negative reinforcement. Kim didn't like paying me the money. So, anyway, we are getting away from our topic, aren't we? Yes. Let's come. <laughs> we're gonna it's i see the, it on the horizon at this point <laughs> consistency but, yeah the point was at the end of this month i have an accountant and a financial advisor going to be on the show and they both are going to be talking about tracking your numbers but they're they both come at it from a very unique perspective and so two really amazing conversations. So if you feel like you need to know more about tracking your numbers, keep an eye out for the last two episodes of the month, because that's where we're going to focus in on for those two episodes. And I was thinking about it too. You know, one thing I described to my clients is momentum is very aloft. You, you just don't walk up to momentum and get momentum in your life. Momentum's kind of like that superstar with a whole bunch of bodyguards mm. and gatekeepers. But momentum's main gatekeeper is, is consistency. And they're actually best friends. So, you know, if you want to get momentum, you better become really good friends with consistency. Because that's the only way you get to momentum point. But I was thinking about it, you know, like not even just in sales consistency in marketing you know marketing that's is that first step in in gaining attention for you and your business are you consistent in your marketing efforts in the things that you do that promote you and promote what you do are you consistent in social media are you consistent in networking are you consistent in asking for referrals if you are not getting referrals for your business, you are missing out on some of the best and easiest way to get sales. When your clients and your customers refer people to you, those are very warm to hot leads. And if you have the right product at the right price that they can afford, you can convert them very easily because someone else has already done all of the legwork for you. That is true. That is so great when that happens. And I was thinking one of the things that people are going to say is, well, that's nice for you that you know so many people that give you referrals, Kim. But how do you get referrals, Kim? Yes, for them. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! Newsflash! <laughs> I you tell my them. clients that I love referrals. And what I do is I always offer my clients a referral fee. 
Now, some of my clients, they take the referral free. I have clients who don't need the money. So they just refer people to me and they don't want anything in return. Well, okay, that's not true. One of our clients, I have to pay him in maple syrup. Because <laughs> he was connection. <laughs> <laughs> he was born and raised here in Ontario, Canada, but now lives in married a Southern Belle and now lives in the Southern United States where they do not have maple syrup. What I do is I will get him locally made maple syrup and I ship it to him as a thank you gift. And he gets so excited when he sees that box coming from me because he knows what's in it. (laughs) (laughs) The good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, uh, there's mine. Another thing where I'm going to say the calendar can help you with this. I'm not trying to make this about the calendar, but the what is consistent about a calendar is that you can mark it. You can put January. You put your target number for get three testimonials or three yeah. referrals. Yep. from or at least ask three people for referrals or four you know you look at how many weeks you've got three people ask three people every week that's 12 15 people that you could be in touch with over the month of January yeah and getting that in their minds maybe they won't have a referral for you this month but maybe by 90 days they might have someone it's amazing. Like clients like, oh, I didn't know you'd want referrals. <laughs> like I've had clients say that to me. I'm like, and I feel like saying, really, I don't want additional business. <laughs> but oh, yeah, because I got into this because I hate money. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like people, some people just don't think about it. Like they don't, they don't think that way. So you have to let them know, hey, I love referrals. If you yeah. have friends, if you have people you know, if you meet someone at a networking meeting, you know, and they talk about the fact they want to write the book, please, please, please introduce us. And I, and again, I make it worth their while. They either get, you know, a referral, a nice referral fee from me, or, you know, I send them a really nice thank you gift in return. So referrals getting consistent in getting things done faster. You know, we, we talked about it in the first episode about the 80, 20 rule. So what 80% of things you're doing that produce 20% results that you can cut out. So you can focus on the 20% that produces the 80% of the results. Try saying that really fast. (laughs) So getting things done faster. And then the last one is social media. How can you be more consistent in social media? And one thing I've been focusing on there now, the last December, that was a write-off. There was no consistency on my social media in December. It just did not happen. But what I've done is I have social media software now, scheduling software. And I am going to be working with our uh, VA to have her schedule things way in advance for me. Just go through. So there's different types of content on the social media. 
So the content I'm going to have her posting is my evergreen content. I've created content that you can post over and over and over again. And so I make it so that, you know, you post it either every 30, 60 or 90 days. And I can guarantee you people say, well, won't people get tired of seeing it? Well, you know, especially on Facebook, most people didn't see it the first time anyway. (laughs) Thank you, algorithm. (laughs) It's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. If you can become more consistent on social media, it makes it easier for you to grow your audience. So even if you are posting just once a day, once a day is enough to gain some consistency and momentum. Now, with my Facebook groups and my Facebook pages, I tend to post two to three times a day. So that's what I'm going to be scheduling in is and there are different types of posts. Then on top of that, you know, from time to time, I will just be doing like Facebook lives or just throwing in things that are of interest, things that are current events, all sorts of that kind of stuff as well. But you're going to see growth without even reaching out to anyone, you know, to get them to be a part of your group. The consistency in posting and people sharing what you post, your group will grow because other people see it. When you post to your group, the friends of the people in the group see some of the stuff too. And if you have your privacy levels set properly, Facebook will share that out. So in my groups, I have people being added to it all the time when I post consistently. Now, when I don't post consistently, guess what happens? Not much. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So we have two more points here. Let's uh, cover them quickly because again, we are almost out of time. Kim, what work can you delegate so that you can focus on growing the company? That's, I knew Anita would like that point. (laughs) Good, wonderful, best friend that she is. She sees me when I'm stressed out. You know, my clients don't see the stress. You know, she's the one who sees everything. So she knows when I'm burnt out, when I'm overloaded, when I've taken on too much. And then I talk about taking on more and she rolls her eyes at me and she's like, you can't even handle what you got now. Like, what do you even think you're taking on more? And of course she does say it like that, but I know what she meant. And she loves me lots. (laughs) And it's kind of like, yeah, I know. I know. One of the things I'm delegating out is the social media aspect. Also, there's some Uh, graphic work that can be uh, delegated out. I am hoping in 2022 to be able to start to develop a sales team so I can start delegating out some of that. I always want to be a part of the sales process, but if I can have, you know, uh, sales professionals out there generating leads, you know, doing most of the work for me, then I can do the bringing in and the onboarding. So that's kind of two areas that I would really love to be able to delegate out more to. We come down to the fact that time is a finite resource. Yes. And finding a person or a team of people who can assist you in this will ultimately benefit the business. I could clean the kitchen for an hour or I could get my children to be helping with me and the same amount of cleaning gets done in 20 minutes 
Yes. At least conceptually. Sometimes it's hard with a nine-year-old to... <laughs> but in essence, eventually you get there. <laughs> I well, know this is true. <laughs> funny you said that. Um, most Christmases, I do all the cooking and the baking. And some, you know, there's one or two family members who always do the dishes and clean everything up. And this year I knew that, you know, that main person who did it was been under a lot of stress and just had a lot going on in her life. So when my son and, you know, the other male members of the family came in, some adults, some teenagers, I pulled them aside privately. And I said, listen, for years now, you guys have just sat there after dinner and not done anything. This year is going to be different. You are going to get up. You are going to do the dishes and you're going to do it before the other person gets into the kitchen and starts doing it. And so three or four of the male family members, uh, we got to a point in the, in the meal and they, I kind of stared at them. <laughs> the eyes of flame <laughs> that, that only a mother can really <laughs> communicate. My, son, my son's looking at me going, no, not now. And I'm just like, he's like, he got up. <laughs> and the other ones followed him into the kitchen and guess what they continued their conversation in the kitchen while they were cleaning up they had a good time and a lot less stress on myself and the other family member who just really needed a break so 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 that kind of leads systems to... can you put in place <laughs> to make things run more smoothly what systems one system that i have learned about i'm just giving kim a little break here so she can get her souls out of her system <laughs> but the system i want to tell you about is batching tasks and batching planning because planning is something that you can actually batch ahead one of the things i do with scheduling i am responsible for scheduling members of our music team and i could do it two ways i could either plan to schedule certain people for rehearsal every sunday night or every monday and think well that's great that's got this next week that means i'm doing it four or five times a month or I, my preferred thing is to batch the scheduling task. And I usually try and schedule the slot them into the schedule for about three months in advance. I know that there will be changes coming up, but by doing it all at once, then we just need to make fine tuning changes as we go. And most of the heavy lifting, the, the thinking process of, it's kind of like Sudoku playing. <laughs> Will this person fit in this rehearsal or no, they don't work together. These ones don't have the skill set that we need. That kind of scheduling thing. Do it all in one sitting. Yes. And that is a very effective way to make your system run more smoothly. Kim, what's something that you do that you find makes things run more smoothly? Well, you and I have put together a system for hiring people, mm -hmm. hiring and onboarding our freelancing team. We don't hire all the time. We hire probably two to three times a year. So the first few times we did it, 
we were scrambling because we couldn't remember what we did the last time. Yes. We put a, a system in place for hiring people. So now when we go to hire people, we've got it down. We've fine-tuned the whole thing. And we can do the process quite quickly and find the right people. Some other things you can put into place. Financial systems. This is one I need to work on. I do not like accounting. I'm really good at it. Don't like it. I put it off. So I need to put a system in place for keeping it up to date more. And some of that's got to do, I, I'm going to use the word. I need to schedule it into my calendar. <laughs> and she's smiling at me. <laughs> and not saying anything because she knows. She knows. She's been telling me this. <laughs> I have. Yeah. What, what can, can I say? say? <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> And that's something that can work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I have found has improved my financial managing management system has been to delay delivery email. There, that's what Outlook calls it. Schedule send is what Gmail calls it. I have a regular bill that uh, with a changing amount. So I don't like to have it automatically withdrawn from my account yes. because sometimes I need to pay it more. I, I pay it a little sooner or a little later, just depending on when payday falls. Yes. So I wait till I get the bill, the statement for the month. And then I set up these post-dated payment so I don't forget to pay it because yes. I what I used to do was look at the bill and go well it's not pay week so I can't pay it till next week but I don't know about you but life happens from the time you get your bill email to the time that the bill is due email or the time that payday happens and maybe you forget which is what I was consistently doing one of the things that really helped me was as soon as I got the bill put the payment on schedule it so that it was going to be paid a couple of days before the due date. And I would send myself an email scheduled for when the due date would happen, because what I found was really upsetting was the time that I forgot that I didn't forget and ended up paying a bill twice. And you know what? They didn't want to give you your money back. <laughs> So I had to remind myself, guess what? You've already paid this in full. Okay. Really helped for me is having it on automated and having a reminder. I do it a little bit differently. My husband gets paid every two weeks. So that morning he gets paid. I go in first thing and I, I pay what I need to pay. Mm -hmm. So I just, I take that, you know, half an hour, I figure out, you know, and a lot of my bills, I just break into two monthly payments. So the same amounts coming out basically each paycheck. And I just go in, okay. And it's always the same bills. It's the same five bills, right? So it's like, okay, yeah. dup, 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 dup. And I pay them off before, you know, anything else gets, gets paid. You know, that afternoon I go in, you know, I believe in tithing. So I go in, I take out the tithe that goes to the church and, 
by doing that. And even with the business, what some people don't take into consideration and here in Canada, anyway, I'm not sure about the United States or other countries, but here in Canada, if you're a freelancer or a small business owner, you can set up a payment account through your bank account with the, um, well, United States would be the IRS here. It's called the CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency, where you can deposit money ahead of time to cover your taxes for the year. If you are not paying yourself a salary or have payroll where the taxes are coming off, at the end of the year, you go to do your taxes. And usually the first year is the, is the worst. All of a sudden come you know February when it's tax season, you now could potentially be owing thousands of dollars because you didn't pay any taxes. And people don't think about that. So I take a percentage of what comes in and I just forward it to the CRA. Now come tax time, they they send a statement of, you know, how much did I prepay in, in 2021? That all goes to my accountant. And most years, there was one year I had to pay like 200 bucks, something like that. I had miscalculated a bit. But most years, I either either come out even or I have a refund, which is really nice. <laughs> I use that refund. That's my that's my spending money. I should probably invest it or something, but I worked hard for that money. I prepaid it. I was faithful and good. So that refund money, that's mine. <laughs> I could do something with it. Now, some years, you know, we've had to buy cars. Last year, we put, you know, about $30,000 worth of work into the house. So I didn't have any play money, but it's nice to have a fixed up house. So that was my reward. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think we've, I have no idea how long we've gone, but I think we've gone way over time there, my friend. Do you have a final thought to close out this two-parter? Set up a schedule in your calendar, friends. It'll pay off. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was my advice in the previous episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Repetition is good. So my main point I would like to make is the consistency factor. If you apply the consistency factor in all of the areas of your business, you are going to see the growth that you want. So thank you so much for listening. This is Kim Thompson-Pinder and Juanita Witten-Radko on the Author to Authority podcast. Have a great day, everyone, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.